Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my very special guest joining us from Newmarket, Brisbane, Australia, is Haley Bertles Eads, and we'll be talking about uh, business enhancement and brand strategy. Haley migrated to Australia from the UK at a young age and dropped out of school to provide for her struggling family. Born with entrepreneurial spirit and drive, she says that while she was never a good employee, she always worked hard, and that work ethic is what has gotten her to where she is today. Haley's true prowess lies in business enhancement and brand strategy. Turning her passion into profit, Haley has been realizing the goals and visions of multiple clients across a variety of industries in the past few years. Walking side by side with her clients, Haley offers real life experience, insight, and expertise. Her no BS approach and quick thinking leads to quick solutions that can be applied in and across any business. She specializes in brand strategy, creating solutions, spotting opportunity and innovation for small to medium businesses. You can find out more by visiting the website, which is beinc.com.au, and that's B-E-I-N-C.com.au. And with that, I'd like to welcome Haley to the show. Good day, Haley. Hello. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. And how are you? It's nice and bright and early for you down there in Australia. Yeah, it is. It's 10 o'clock over here and the sun is shining and it's still beautiful and warm. Australia is one of the best countries to be in. I think the world's a bit shaky at the minute, but still I'd rather be in Aussie. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I I have so many people I have spoken with um, from there. I just, I feel I need to get there someday. It's really calling me, but uh, maybe sometime soon. So, um, well, let's... um, I want to spend some time talking about your business experience um, so the listeners can get a good idea of um, of kind of what you have gone through and and successfully created. And then um, talking about maybe we will go into, you know, today's time and climate for business. But let's start first. Um, I understand you invented the first ever jeans bag. Um, Yeah. Tell us about that project, the inspiration, and kind of just um, how it uh, matured. Oh, wow. You're taking me all the way back. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Good. Um, Look, when I was 21 years old, um, I was hanging out in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. um, And for those of you geographically, it's like, um, you know, I suppose it's like being in New York, in Manhattan, or being like on the outskirts, like being in New York State. So it's like being in Manhattan. And because I didn't come from a a background, a very fortunate background, where I could go to like private schools and and things like that, I I spent an awful lot of time in my back. And I was a bit of a weird kid. I'm lying, actually. I was a lot of a weird kid. 
I was always creating, <laughs> making things and, you know, and I think I had an entrepreneurial, I've had, I've been this way forever and I've like, it was recognized when I used to make beads and things like that and sell them at school. So it's something I've always done, but obviously when I got a little bit older, I was like, actually, this could be a thing. I could actually make, I could make something and, and, and have someone buy it. And quite literally, I made myself, a, this is how it started. I made myself a handbag because I actually couldn't afford, you know, the Louis Vuitton handbags of the Eastern suburbs. And I thought, well, if I can't, and, and I suppose that the thing um, is like personalization and kind of having a bag that's a one-off and things like that was quite attractive um, to the market. Um, and I don't even know if it's something I consciously understood. It's just something I went with. And I thought, well, if I can't afford a bag um, with a high price tag, I'll make myself one and make one that suits me. And, and I'll just do that. And I literally went, I got invited. I was dating a young man um, who was very much in the in crowd in the east suburbs of Sydney. And I was dating him and literally went to a party um, and one of the girls literally just couldn't stop talking about it. Then she brought all of her friends over and all of her friends were saying, can you make us the bag? And I'm thinking, sure, I can do that. And they said, how much? I said, um, I will get back to you. I don't know. And literally I made her a handbag <laughs> and, it, and it literally just exploded. And then very quickly I started, I, I was in my father's lounge room sewing and yeah, coming up with all the many different ways to kind of make these bags and then realized that I'd run out of bags. I'd, I'd run out of jeans to cut up, if I'm honest. And I, I said to my dad, can I, can I start cutting your jeans up? And he's like, no. <laughs> so um, I went to the secondhand stores and started buying their jeans. Mm. And that felt really good because, uh, obviously, um, spending money with a charity, knowing that that money is going to, to much needed people, um, yeah. that, that made me feel good. So, And then eventually I did a deal um, to buy, get this, 25 cents a kilo for jeans. Oh um, from, and this, yeah, this is back, this is, eight, this is a long time ago. What, that would have been 1999, was it, when I was living in New York? It would have been 2000 and two I think around about 2001 2002 and um yeah like literally back wow. then kind of well secondhand clothing has become very popular now and I think that obviously that they um secondhand stores have done the deals now with um, more trendy operations but I was getting some incredible um jeans like for like good old 70s kind of Levi's and, and I was able to make some pretty cool creations yeah, that's how it that's how it all started. Wow. And I just saw you know, opportunities and, and that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's good. No, and the the funny thing is, is you know, it started just mainly from your need or, or desire to have a bag and and basically create it yourself. You know, and and then kind of go go from there. Yeah, and I think I, I think to get that recognition from from my peers. And I don't care what people think, mm -hmm. whether they think that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, anybody that says that they don't like validation, that it's a load of rubbish and absolute full of BS. Um, <laughs> uh, people love validation. People now, like to be told when they're doing something nice. So, Now, feel free to, to be yourself. 
on the show. <laughs> so, Good, because I swear a lot, a lot, and I'm holding back. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. And I was just, I just, you know, as I was kind of uh, watching your videos, I just kind of chuckled to myself. I thought, I better make sure to tell her, just be yourself. Yeah, um, you know, because it's wonderful. Well, yeah, so. and look at, at the American market. Kind of, I know how sometimes the swearies aren't always kind of appreciated. So, yeah, excellent. Yeah, I prefer to, because I want people to be able to also watch you and, and you know, um, be just as much. Um, um, I don't want to say entertain, but I mean just involved, you know, with with yeah. uh, with your video. So that was great. Um, yeah, so great. now I wanted to cut, I want to talk about another one of your babies, um, so to speak, um, the baby wedge. Yeah. Now that one's another one that seemed to grow out of necessity. So and it's probably been something that has been in need for decades, if not longer. Oh, look, um, most of my things come from solving a problem. And I think that most, and, and look, even if it's a self-serving problem that you're solving, you don't always have to solve problems for other people. That's obviously, I make a business out of doing that now. But quite often, in fact, every single time has come from me having a stress, an issue or a drama and then creating something around it. So baby mm-hmm. wedge, my son was um, what, six weeks old when he started to display signs of throwing up and um, just wasn't a happy baby. And um, I couldn't get any answers anywhere at all. And again, I was looking for a solution to the reflux and colic. It was a mixture of reflux, reflux and colic. And the more research I did, the more it was abundantly clear to me that the longer I let this go on, the longer he could suffer long-term damage as a result. So the mm-hmm. urgency mixed with the need to solve that problem for me made it so I had to make a I had to like I've got to take care of my baby right so I had to make a solution that it wasn't an option and lo and behold um in our world when you're solving a problem for yourself you usually find that there's other people with the same problem and then they start to reach out and you share it and that that product absolutely took off like a rocket we got everywhere we were all over the newspapers um God, uh, one of our uh, big guys over here on the TV, which is um, David Koch. Koch, he put us in his book because the growth curve that we experienced was unheard of. And look, can I just say, look, it's not about having these magical unicorn products. It's about the, the mm-hmm. doing the work. Like you have to put in the work. You can't sit around and go, oh, that's a cool idea. Because ideas are a dime a dozen. Everybody has the same ideas. And we're all cut from the same cloth. We're all connected. And if you believe in the universe and connectivity, we actually have all of these things inside of us anyway. But what makes the difference is you need the desire to act straight away, implement Mm -hmm. and get going and just make it happen. You've got to do the work. Like I literally spent a year and a half on the phone selling that product into 200 baby stores across the country. And most people stop at that. When you get that first rejection, it hurts, right? It actually hurts. When you Mm -hmm. get a rejection and someone says no to you, most people cop a couple of the no's and then they bow out and go, oh, no, this this shit's too hard for me. And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. that's that's not a success strategy. You've got to have lots of different things in the mix to make make a true success. So uh, that product was absolutely born out of... um, a, a dire need to 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 look after my son. 
Yeah. Well, see, and that's the you know, one thing that I love about the story is that, you know, it's solving a problem. You know, you're basically looking at a problem and, you know, and, you know, using that creativity. Now, when you talk about, you know, making sure that you have to do things that, you know, that kind of came through in one of the, the videos you had recently on, on Facebook. And, and actually, um, one of my favorite lines on one of them was from Natalie. Uh, when she said, let's see, what was it? Oh, yeah, um, uh, you can't save time by stopping a clock. <laughs> and I was like, nice. huh. You know, I, I love that one because, I mean, it's like time is going to happen no matter what happens. <laughs> you know, no matter how Correct. hard you try, it's going to be happening. <laughs> yeah, 100%. She's good, Natalie. We yeah. keep her around. Both of them. Oh no no no! Look, I've got a, I've got an incredible team. Like yeah okay. I mean I I know that people are people gravitate towards my story because I didn't finish school. I'm 13 years old. You know, providing for my struggling family, and all of that is very real and it's very true. And yes, it's made me into who I am. And ultimately, people come to me in times of stress or when they need problem solving. I don't think that they maybe think that linear about it. I think that maybe people are going through things and then they're reaching out to try and, and, and get um, mm-hmm. solutions. But I'm not sure that they're that aware of it, but I wouldn't have anything that I have right now. If it wasn't for my support network, for my family, for my right. staff, the people that put up with um, me pulling them from pillar to post. And, and I have to give a huge shout out to my team because they literally let me, like I, I'll walk into the office sometimes and just go, right, everybody stop what they're doing. We're not doing that today. We're doing this. And that takes a different, it takes a different type of culture to be able to roll like that, um, especially with staff that, that requ- um, like structure and all that kind of stuff. So we have structure inside our little right. craziness, but I really enjoy bringing people on the journey with me. It gives them a minute of what yeah. happens in my head all the time, <laughs> which is lots of explosions yeah. and craziness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, you know, and, and it is. You know, that's the, the one thing that, that people need to remember is that in in any undertaking, you know, it really takes a team. Now, now with, with the the project of love lockets, was there a problem that was that that solved, or was that one? How did that one come about? Well, that one's a little bit of a, a crazy thing. So I ended up actually in Baby Wedge. Um, I look at it's, it's Googleable, so I actually ended up. Um, in a lawsuit with a huge media entity over here in relation to Baby Wedge, I sued them. I don't really want to go into it because it's a bit of a negative space. If people want to research it, they can. Right. But um, uh, no dramas. I sued a company for defamation, and um, ultimately it was very stressful. Five years of my life. If I had my time again and I could recommend to anybody, I would say save your time and energy and put that into growing your business rather than trying to, to fight with somebody. So wouldn't do it again, but here we are. And so I was under mm-hmm. an immense amount of pressure and um, just with what was going on, you can imagine, right? A huge lawsuit, lots of lawyers and lots of money flying around all over the shop. And I remember sitting at my desk with my hands in my head, just going, what is going on? Because I actually get into these businesses from coming from a place of love and mm-hmm. filling my cup as well as, as other people's cups. And when that equilibrium shifted, it really did mess with me. 
it fucked with my head and I was just literally going, what, are, what, what am I doing here? And it forced me to question my why. And so I wanted to get back into, I wanted to go back, not back, I wanted to kind of just go back. Yeah, it is go back. I wanted to go back to that feeling of that explosion again because I was on mm-hmm. a, like a, a downward curve as opposed to an upward uh, S-bend. And I suppose that process, and I suppose that entrepreneurial like tendencies can be quite addictive because we want that high <laughs> of that kind of like, holy shit, we just smashed it. I love that. I love that mm-hmm. feeling. Like what, it's what gets me excited for ideas and we do that multiple times every day inside of our businesses on smaller scales, new products, new innovations, new ideas, new marketing strategies. Um, but I think that because of the place I was in, I just wanted to kind of have a shift and I needed a complete shift. I had a, um, mm-hmm. next door neighbor basically saying how awesome it is and how much therapy she gets from making jewelry. And it was just through going through the process of speaking with her and how she could actually monetize her at home hobby that I stumbled across, um, the floating charms and the floating lockets. And I really, truly believe that the universe gave me that product at that time to take care of me and to give me a a nice welcome distraction. And that distraction um, reached millions of dollars. And that was me open to the opportunity of, of allowing something different into my space. Yeah. That's a wonderful story. Now, granted that one of, you know, the, the, the guiding force away, away from all of the the drama. um, Yeah. well, it's been, you know, it been nice to not have that. But then again, you know, that in itself was a force, you know, to, you know, I mean, you learned a lot with it, you know. Yeah, you, oh, yeah. You, you realize, you realize that, you know, and I loved you when it kind of goes back to that gene aspect of, you know, buying the genes from secondhand stores and, and the, the support that that provided, you know. I mean, it, it's all that integrity you know, kind of is, is a key underlying factor. A hundred percent. And quite literally, the, like, uh, the amount of growing from going through that really crazy time and that process, uh, you can't even, mm-hmm. you couldn't get a university degree. I was hanging out with some of the best lawyers in, in Sydney. Like, I got my lawyers on contingency. And the amount of of knowledge that I gained just through going through that process. Now, again, I suppose it takes a different kind of person to take that part, to take that away from, from such a, a big ordeal like that. Cause not everybody could mm-hmm. cut through that. Most people go, I'm never going to do business ever again. If this is what it looks like when you kind of get, for, get to the top and then shit hits the fan, most people run a mile and go, I don't want to do this again. I was like, okay, what else yeah. can we do? Bring it on. Ride the wave. So I, I really was grateful for everybody, all of the lawyers, the bloody, everybody that was rowing in the same direction. For what it's worth, we obliterated the case, but we just lost in the end. We lost, which is um, wow. testament to power and money and influence um, over, well, do you know what they used to say? They, they said I was some chick in the suburbs with an idea. So the chick in the suburbs uh. with an idea didn't have as much money and power as the largest network in this country. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I mean, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, and that's the key. And, you know, that's the, one of the main reasons I kind of wanted to um, 
for you to highlight those those things is for you know people out there who are listening who are either entrepreneurs or you know want to begin that uh, entrepreneurial you know path um, you know to, to recognize you know there are many different kinds of motivations you know and through that work the hard work that you know that um, you you get a lot of rewards and and not all of it is you know, peaches and cream, you know, some of the things are, you know, um, maybe challenging, but you, you become hey, stronger, I think, through that. Most of the entrepreneurs are going to hear me when I say this. It's actually, most of the time, it's not pixies, unicorns, and freaking dancing ponies. It really mm-hmm. isn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Most of it is hard. It is hard. If you think that coming into entrepreneurship is this get-rich-quick scheme, go get a job. Not, I don't mean yeah. that in a disrespectful way. I mean that in a completely respectful way. It, like you have to get very clear on whether you're cut out for it. It's a, it's a, it's a massive risk. It's really hard. You, you next on the chopping line, like chopping block, and you're faced with hard decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the magnitude of what you grow, and then if you've got staff, you've got them to think about. So some people, like I'm really grateful that I've got staff that really love their jobs and have no aspirations to own their own business and I'm fairly sure it's because I put them through the ringer with most of what we do and they go I never want to own a freaking business I never want to own a business I'm like good I'm going to keep putting you through this hard shit and you'll stay with me forever uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah funny. so it well, really isn't it really well isn't. I'm sure that oh yeah. look no 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 it's bloody the rewards are, are definitely yeah. worth it in business but I uh, there is a very real side to it I agree. And, and you know, for, for those people who are part of the team, um, just because, you know, um, they may not want to run their own business, they can, um, you know, certainly be the best at what it is they like. And, and you know, and for many people, you know, being that special piece of the puzzle is what, what you know, their life is all about, you know. and yeah you're helping them with that satisfaction and that fulfillment, you know, so. Um, oh, my God, yes. Yeah, and it yeah. takes all different pieces to make it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, many cogs to make the machine go forward. So, um, look, I really was a shit employee. I was a terrible employee. I was always poking my nose into the bosses, giving them suggestions. I was non-compliant. You know, I'd argue with them why they weren't doing the right thing and, then they, when they listened to me at work and then they were like, oh, and then I'd always get elevated and promoted very quickly, but then I'd usually end up getting, I was always unsatisfied because I couldn't get what I needed out of it and it was obviously abundantly clear. And I didn't want to keep putting employers through having me then letting me go because I started to like understand mm-hmm. the value. So much goes in when you employ someone as a business owner, there's so much that goes in to training them, to getting them into your headspace and exposing them to your culture and, and kind of really making everything work. So to have an employee come in and kind of, and then leave, it's very difficult. It's very difficult for businesses when employees don't give it, give it their all and treat it more like a job, like they treat it like jobs as opposed to a purpose because it's okay to have a purpose as an employee you don't have to be an entrepreneur and be a small business owner to have some serious value, like serious value. And it's really important yeah. that you give give your all no matter what you do. 
Exactly, exactly. Now, I just want to let the listeners know, um, if you are in the States and want to call in and ask Haley a question, we'll be taking a break shortly. So if you want to call in, the number is 619-789-4359. And for those of you listening online in in the chat room, um, you can pose a question there, and I'll be happy to ask it of of Haley. So, Haley, what would you say is um, the... If you were to pick a trait or two that um, is the most important that you have found um, in going down that entrepreneurial path, what, what are the couple of traits that you would say, not necessarily your strengths or maybe, but what were you, would you say is an entrepreneur needs in order to be successful? You need not to overthink things. Um, don't listen too much to what's going on around you. You've got a lot of okay, – we just talked a lot about support networks. And, look, those support networks are important family members, you know, all the people that mean that wish you well and that think that all your ideas are amazing, even if they're shit ones. You've really got to – you've really got to um, – Listen to take take on coaches and mentors, and this is not a coaching mentor push thing. Um, look, I've got funny feelings about coaching and mentoring because there's plenty <laughs> of shites out there that are just full of shit. So do do your due diligence. Make sure that if you're yeah. working with a coach or a mentor, that it's come, come upon recommendation and that they really fit the need for where you're trying to go because listening to your friends and you're in a circle and the people that are just yes men and kind of stroking your ego, they will fuck your business up super quickly because you, you as times are hard, like it's hard, it's hard in business getting something started anyway and it can knock your ego. And so the first time you get a no or whatever, have you, you're going to want to retreat into that safe space and you, that's not where you should be ever. You need to always be sat just on the other side of your comfort zone and be willing to reach out. There comes times that there are times to reach in, but when you are in startup phase and you're in that beginning of the journey, it is vitally important to reach out. So, yeah. Wow, you just pl- you just played right into it at the bottom of the hour because when I came back, I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> reach in and reach out. That was one of your <laughs> recent posts on on Facebook, um, and you yeah. had um, a discussion on that, also video and, and people. I'm talking about it. So I want to talk about that um, when we come back, okay? Sounds like a plan to me. Okay, great. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this very brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and tune in. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms 
at the top of our home page. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us again today. My very special guest is Haley Bertels Eats from New Market, Brisbane, Australia. And we're talking about business enhancement and brand strategy. Um, again, you can find out more by visiting the website, www.beinc.com.au. That's B-E-I-N-C.com.au where she is boss lady. <laughs> so thank you, <laughs> Haley, for staying with me. <laughs> thank you for having me. Every uh, time I hear it, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it's funny. Every time I read it, it's like, you know, it just, it was, it, it's great. It's it just, uh, um, I think, you know, people, it kind of sets people up in a, in a, a fun, light way, which is a good way to start. So. Just letting people know that we're different. Yes, exactly. So now, um, as we mentioned just before the break, you mentioned reach in and reach out, and that was uh, one um, topic that you posted on Facebook. You were talking about reaching in and reaching out. So can you um, maybe summarize for the listeners, you know, what you meant by that post and what kind of um, reaction did you get from those you interacted with? Uh, um, Look, there's so many ways to look at reaching in and reaching out, but what I really meant by this post and what I was trying to get at is um, right now we're more disconnected, obviously, because of what's happening around us, but um, plenty of people go in and do a lot of internal work. And look, I think everybody should be doing internal work every single day. I don't think that should should be something that you do only in a crisis. I think that every single day, and a lot of people do it through meditation. I don't. Meditation doesn't work for me. My mind doesn't flow long enough for me to meditate into anything. So um, I have my own um, processes of actually going in and, and soothing myself. What I meant was um, in tough times, I think I just mentioned it before, it's very easy to go into your immediate network and um, look for sympathy and look for people to tell you that you're doing the right thing. But the most important thing that you really need to be focused on is actually reaching out. And reaching out for most people anyway is hard, let alone in the middle of a fucking crisis. So it's, I really wanted to challenge the way that people were looking at because there's a lot of people and I see it all the time that I I hang out in lots of different circles and hanging out on Facebook and I see people starting to retract into these old mindsets safety comfort zones all of that and right now that is not what the world needs the world needs leaders we need connectivity more than we ever have and through the miracle of social media um, and not just social media but like online platforms which I think is hilarious because most of the media has been saying that, you know, you know, online addiction and social media addiction right now, we're leaning heavily on that to remain connected. And I think, I think it's a very good solid message to the world that this is actually not something we should be pushing back against. It's something that we should be embracing and it's something that we can all use to become better people, grow your network, 
you know. I don't know which yeah. badass bloody um, mentor coach that said it, but what is it? Your network is your net worth, right? This is a golden right. opportunity. Yeah, I that. Mm-hmm. yeah, well, if you're, if you're chasing yeah. the dollar, if that's, your, if that's your jam, then I, I mean, if that's what speaks to people, because, you know, money motivates people. I'm not motivated by money. I'm motivated uh, by how I affect someone or change someone. I'm a massive energy person. So for me, uh, my currency is not um, money, it's energy. Yeah. So yeah. it's all yeah. about and, reaching and out. And you're very wealthy in that. <laughs> you're very wealthy in oh, that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Well, you, yeah. I'm a billionaire. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and, and it was interesting because, you know, I understand very much what you're saying about people kind of um, retreating into um, their the tribe, whatever that may be, or their you know their their groups, um, and and reaching out, um, reaching out is uh, you know, like you say for a lot of people it's not an easy thing to do, but it's kind of like right now with this setup that we have, if ever there was a time that reaching out is is viewed upon positively, you know, it's now, you know, if, if someone reaches out to you or, you know, if someone reaches out to me, then I'm, you know, going to be more receptive. I'm going to be more open to maybe uh, for somebody who I, you know, don't know. I mean, I might be more inclined to engage where I might not yeah. have otherwise. Well, correct. I mean, but the thing is, this is why I talk a lot about being a good human. Like, I'm not going out there. So I want to change like a million people's lives. I just want to impact one person. And if I can change right. one person's life or one make, you, look, the, how you interact with people, just by reaching out, you can stop someone from ending their life in as much as you could encourage someone to end their life if you go on the opposite end of the scale and say something that just wasn't right. So being a good human being, look, you don't, uh, this is not, kind of new stuff that I'm saying like you, you've just got to kind of be if you be a good person and just mm-hmm. reach out to people and let people know you that you're there the magic can happen you just don't know what the opportunity if you don't put yourself out there how do you know what opportunities are there to take or to embrace or how you can serve someone and I think it does take a massive mind shift especially when people are so focused on money like people need to get really really serious about relationships and building those relationships and stop the bullshit marketing and stop the, you know, clever copywriting and the, the lead magnets and the clickbait and all the rest of the bullshit because people are, don't want it. They don't want it. Look at the yeah. interaction just by asking, like, serious questions and, and offering, offering help to people, you know. I was on a, just before I jumped on with you, I was just being interviewed about offering, we were offering free strategy sessions that we charge a lot of money for. People are like, why are you doing it? I'm like, well, because this is what's required right now. You know, what is your strategy right, right now? Not what, like, you know, a day ago, because what a, what happened a day ago is not relevant now. You have to look at your immediate right. situation and see how you can be of greatest, serv- greatest service and, and, and just deploy good old-fashioned customer service. What do your customers need right now? What do they want? Are you listening effectively? Are you giving them everything that they're calling out to you for, if you're not, then you need to rethink your strategy. Yeah. You know, and the, you know, the idea, even though that person who you give that free um, 
incessant to, um, even if they don't end up being a client, you know, there is that ripple effect. They will be talking to someone else. Well, I talked to Haley, and, you know, this is what she did yeah. for me. Why don't you give her a call? That kind of thing. Well, I mean, the thing is, like at the moment, nobody's getting money from anywhere. So wh- mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop being me. I can't stop being me. Like I said at the beginning of this thing, I don't do this shit for money. It's not about money for me. I can't help being this way. It's, the ha- it's how I am. I want to help people. And just because I can't get money in exchange for that is not going to stop me from doing it. So I'm going to carry on and I'm going to hopefully help somebody. And yeah, okay, they might be a client. Yeah, they might recommend me. But I mean, we've already been in contact with some of these people, not in a client capacity, just checking in, saying, how's everything going? You know, have we helped with the, have you implemented the things we suggested? And some of the results are mind-blowing, mind-blowing. And some of the, you know, people that I've reached out to have just gone, where... Like, how come I didn't find you sooner? I'm like, because you didn't need me then, <laughs> but you need me now. Right. And right now, I'm, exactly. I'm at your disposal. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So now, um, one of the things that you uh, talked about in that one video was um, about the uh, appropriateness, I guess, of marketing during the COVID outbreak. And, um, you know, there was a really good discussion amongst you and your teammates there about, about uh, that it's um, the important thing is, is, is doing it with um, integrity and um, um, out of need, you know, fulfilling the need. And yeah. um, it seems like that would be the, you know, the, the thing I think this time is showing us is it, it's bringing out the true nature of people, you know, yeah. and also the 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 idea of uh, you know of relationships being more important than than money or, or um, assets, you know, because it, right now people are doing without you know the, the I, asset, the money part. Mm-hmm. Well, can I, can, I, can I say to you that like it's always been important, and it's just taken a fucking mm-hmm. global pandemic. For people to get their shit together, look at it, like actually look at it and take notice. Good quality marketers and branders and the people that truly get it have always understood this. We've always understood that Mm -hmm. relationships are at the core of any, any successful businesses that's going to stand the test of time. Relationships are so important. But it's taking now for people to go, holy shit, I've got to reach in, I've got to reach out, I've I've got to talk to people, I've got to share. Of course, but this is what you should have been doing in the first place instead of paying clever copywriters and trying to get, you know, like, right. how do I get it quickly? How do I get it now? You should have been playing the long game, not the short game, trying to burn and churn people and, and see how much money you can stick in your pocket. Like, this is an amazing golden opportunity that's happening. Unfortunately, it's in the space of people's lives and right. obviously people people's lives right. are being lost, but... But with every great shift is great opportunity. You've just got to be open to it yeah. and and see where you're where you can great be the, be of greatest service. And and, and exactly. exactly. those relationships and really focus and be but genuine. But not just like, oh I've got to go and okay, right, I'm gonna to go to networking groups now. No. Like actually spend time building a quality relationship with someone that you value that shares similar energy and value you issue values as you because this is an opportunity to cut the shit out of your life 
get rid of all the fake, the phony, the dead wood, the stuff that the hanger oners, the leeches, the people that drag you down, the people that aren't lifting you up. This is an opportunity now to create genuine, good quality um, connections with people that you want to share the rest of the next 20, 30, 40 years in business with. How awesome is it? I think it's awesome. It is. Yeah, it is. It's great. Now, one of the things that um, I, I just found interesting is that uh, you had talked about having a, a brick and mortar store, um, and that you had, when it came to having to let people go, um, that you had cut the productives and kept the creatives. And yeah. I, thought, I thought about that. It, it was interesting because, you know, I, I mean, I've been on the entrepreneurial road for a long time, but I had I have a you know that corporate background, and and the, the that was one of the things that kind of made me ponder, you know, the the productives versus the creatives. And can you talk a little bit about that decision process for you, and maybe what um, you know current business owners out there um, might be able to use when you know they have to go through that process. 100%. Like, and this is where it comes down to people wanting to sit and live. Again, you sort out the men from the boys. Like, there's people that are genuinely on this journey because they're prepared to do whatever it takes. Roll up the sleeves, get out on the floor. Mate, I, I, I'll put my boots on and I'll go down and put in a, a set of brakes if I have to. I'll go and install shock absorbers. I'll go and change oil. I'll do the things that I need to do inside our mechanics workshop to keep that rolling. So what's the point in keeping productive staff if you've got no customers? The most important mm-hmm. thing that we need to be doing right now is generating relationship building, gener- keeping a stream of customers coming through the door. And the only way to do that in this current space is marketing and creatives. That's what you need to lean heavily on. And actually, again, I still challenge it. This is not new stuff that I'm saying. We've been said the creators have been saying this for a long time, and I don't know whether it's because the, you know, the people that sit in that productive or upper end management just kind of think, oh, they're all a bunch of crazy people. Yeah, but the crazy people are what we need right now. You know, the people mm-hmm. that think outside the boxes, the, the out louders, the, all those people are what we need right now. It's what's got, what's going to connect us. We're all in our homes. Yeah. You know, we're all in our little boxes. Exactly. The only way to connect right now yeah. is through creative processes people that are right. you know the social media experts the bloody web designers the graphic designers the videographers the podcasters and now i yep, hope everybody absolutely. every single business listening is going to take this seriously and if you ha- if you have the yeah. if you can cut your productive staff including yourself and, and then hold on to your market that's exactly what i did the first wage to go out of this particular company was mine I stopped drawing mm-hmm. immediately. I was the first one to lead. And then I started to cut away at the edges until it just boiled me down to the, to the greatest opportunity in this business. You have to look for the right. opportunities in your own businesses, especially when shit hits the fan. And I think exactly. I explained it in that, well, in that video. Actually, it's like being on like a chessboard and everything falling all over the shop. Rise above, look at the chessboard, and you, don't, you can't pick everything up. Because everything's fallen, it's crumbled, it's broken, right? Look for the one or two things that you can pick up that you go, that's going to give me the greatest leverage. Everybody can do that in their business. It's something they can do right now. 
It's not a hard thing to do. Wow. Rise above your playing field. Have a look at what you've got on your plate. And you have to have the chops and the guts to have the hard conversations, do the stuff and the things to take you forward. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now your vehicle prowess. Uh, you were talking about motohospital.com.au? Yeah, motohospital, yeah. Yep, that's right. Tell tell us about that one. I didn't I didn't uh, I forgot to put that one in my list. No, no. <laughs> of the of the civilian others. Um, that's a family owned business. Well, I was saying, I'm sure there's an endless amount. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about that one. So um, it's a family business that's been running for about 40 years. Um, I literally, when I was born, I was born with a spanner in my hand. So I wasn't joking when I said I could actually go downstairs and do the services and the brakes and the shocks and the springs, whatever you wanted me to do. But um, I spent many, many, many hours out on the road with my dad, um, uh, fixing cars, being the world's greatest apprentice and um, supporting him. So, yeah, we've got the mechanics garage. It's been running for a while. So I'm the CEO of that. Um, I run that on behalf of the family and, and keep that ticking along nicely. And that's actually, unfortunately, with the bricks and mortar, that's actually where we've cut most of the staff. So, but it's okay. We've got some of them yeah. stood aside. Some of them have had to exit, which is fine. It's completely understandable. But it's hard. It's like, because we, I believe, are a massive yeah. believer in um, business being personal and creating that family environment. How do you pick between your kids? You know? Right. So yeah. every single yeah. one of my staff members is valued. Every single one of them has something incredible to offer the team. And a lot of people will run their businesses into the ground because they're so afraid of making that big decision that's going to hurt. Yeah. Every decision you make yeah. when you kind of try to, oh, it's going to be painful. It's what happens. Yeah. So, it is. It, that's very, a very difficult decisions decisions to be made by by management and and you know right now you you see examples of it time and time again all around um and, and no industry is immune so um so it's becoming um i think very um people are becoming more aware of just how difficult that is oh yeah um yeah. But, uh, like i say like i said all the time it's no different from <laughs> all of these all of this, all of this is what's happening now. It's just magnified. This is exactly how yeah. business is. It's just massively magnified. Right. So there's a lot of people all mm -hmm. hurting at the same time, as opposed to a business dropping off here and a business dropping off there. Right. Everybody's um, in the same boat at the moment. Exactly. Exactly. So now tell us about B Inc. Where your boss lady, I mean your boss lady, I'm sure at all of those ventures, but but uh, tell us about B Inc. Well, B Inc. is um, again, uh, it's something because I, I've said this, I think I've said it repeatedly through through here, but like it's something I've always done. I know I used to do it for free. Now we just charge for it, and a lot of people have to get their head around what it is that we actually do. But we're like a business concierge. So imagine like going to a hotel. Um, you're staying in the hotel, you're enjoying everything and, you know, you want, you want a pizza, you want a, some towels, you want a glass of wine, you literally ring the concierge. It, it all goes on the one bill and they organize everything for you. And, and that's exactly what we do for business. So we do everything from graphic design, events management when we were allowed to have events. Um, we create digital magazines for our clients that have got exponential growth. 
We um, set about contacting and procuring celebrities where necessary um, or influencers, that kind of thing. So we do everything, absolutely everything, all in one place, awards, submissions, copywriting, PR, and it's all in one place. And we're a subscription-based business because in small business, and I think your listeners will get this, when, it, when you're trying to start something, you've got to go and interview with little or lack or no knowledge at all of web design or graphic design or what's good and what's not right. and who you should trust. And people are wasting a lot of money going to different places that are professing to be able to do these things. But at Bink, we understand, we take the time to get to know your brand. We understand your brand language. And then every decision that we make with and, beh- and on behalf of you is in keeping with that brand so that we, it just creates an ultimate experience for small business so that they get less wrong, not, not so much wrong. Because you know, right. still, you know, and the, yeah. yeah, you know, and the beauty of that is, is that, you know, so your experience, you recognize all of the different um, activities that are necessary in, in branding and promoting and marketing a successful business. So um, having that experience, you, you, I mean, you have a, a big umbrella, you know, that you can, can draw from. Correct. Well, and, and uh, so we hold, we hold everybody's hand through the process as well. So, you know, I don't think we've gotten it wrong yet. So, whoop, touch wood. <laughs> good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That be honest and upfront, right? And uh, deal with it. Do it from integrity. Do it. Yeah, it seems that that's yeah. a very important aspect for you. Yeah. 100% so, it is. Now, I, I, I just uh, got introduced to your online videos. Is this is something that, on Facebook? Is this something that you just started? Or tell us about it, because I enjoy watching you, your girl, your ladies. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, it's something that we've just kind of started to escalate, something we've been trying to get off the ground for a while. And actually, in most of those video, videos, you'll see in the background um, podcasting equipment. So it's something that we've been trying to, um, not trying to, we've been working towards getting together um, for, say, the last six to 12 months. But as things get, because I've got three different companies and Bink, with the growth of Bink and how we take on clients with a lot of people that come into us we tend, to, we tend to put ourselves on the back burner. So just with everything that's going on right now, it was a really good message. And I'm not exempt. You know, I'm not the all-knowing I. I know a lot of shit, but I don't know everything. And I'm always opening to growing and learning and just like everybody else. So it was obvious that I wasn't doing enough. Um, and we just thought, right, I'm just going to have to start doing it. We don't have the video equipment right now. We're using our computer. It doesn't have to be fancy. You can use your phone. You can use your computer. You can buy yourself a $180 Yeti microphone, plug it in the back of the computer, and get going. And that, when you asked me before, like what are the, some of the important tips, just getting it done is so important than perfection. And that's yeah. where we need to move forward from. Like if you can get like just a, a basic little microphone, when, when you start to get the traction and things – start moving along then you can start solving those problems but really just don't overthink it so you know yeah yep the videos are something that i absolutely love doing because i get to talk and i get to be me and i get to show people what we're all about yep 
well, I enjoyed watching watching you folks, and uh, you know that's really so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing future ones. Um, so now, in one of those, you know, you mentioned podcast equipment and that kind of thing. So you mentioned you're looking to start interviewing other interviewing people. Tell tell us about kind of where your um, vision is for that. Yeah. Okay, well, we, we've actually started, um, we've actually been working behind the scenes, and not a lot of people know this, actually, I'm just telling, you're the first person that's asked me about it, so literally breaking news on your show. Um, so Obsessed <laughs> is part of the Inc. We've started a concept um, and a hub called Obsessed, and in that is a magazine, but we're a little bit different in as much as we want to talk about the extraordinary in the ordinary, and we believe that that can happen in small business. It can happen in a home setting. I was driving to work today and I saw a jogger on the side of the road who was picking up rubbish as he was running. He had a bag picking up rubbish as he was running. And I just look at that and I go, that's extraordinary. He could have just gone on a jog, mm-hmm. but he went, a, right. he's gone that extra mile. And it's not about him. He's thinking outside of himself. And I love that. So it's not just about us interviewing, you know, cool people that are doing like famous people. Mm-hmm. We really want to find the greatness and explore the extra in the ordinary. So we want to interview as many people as we possibly can. If you've got a great story, we'd love to hear it. And we're going to do, we've actually been inundated with um, requests for interviews and features in the magazine. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Well, wonderful. Well, I look forward to seeing that and, and hearing that. As, as well. well. And I look forward to um, seeing you in it. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. I'm sure we would have plenty to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, we would. We managed to talk but, for an hour. So. <laughs> we did. We did. So, well, listen, I, I'm really happy to, to have spoken with you. Um, it, it's been a delight. I've, I've been looking forward to this ever since I watched the videos. Um, I mean, even more so, you know, um, but it's yeah. been a delight. So now is maybe any, any final words for people who are listening, uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs, or just your everyday person who is dealing with some of the struggles that, that we all are going through. What, any kind of final words for those people listening? Look, dig deep. Dig deep. Realize this is not going to happen. This is not going to be like this forever. Um, Go in, go inwardly if you need to, but realistically, please reach out. Reach out to people because you just it may it'll help you, and you never know who you're helping in the process. So um, there's a lot from giving. I encourage everyone to give as much as they possibly can, and that doesn't necessarily mean financially. I again talk about a lot of a lot, a lot of that in my videos. You just need to be able to look at what you can offer. If you can offer graphic design, offer it. If you can offer making cups of tea or going picking up groceries for someone or, I don't know, filling someone's car full of petrol or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, offer what you can within your capacity because the energetic exchange in that alone is immeasurable. Yeah, I agree. That, and you're not alone. Is, you're not you, alone. Yeah, do it selflessly. Do it just for the the sheer um, joy of doing it. Yeah, yeah. goosebumps. Got goosebumps because yep. you know it's important. It's what I truly believe, 
and I and I really wish I that agree. I could like screw my head onto some people's heads to show them what's possible <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you you lead by example, which is you know really where it's at and what's what's most important, you know, and and you know people um, will people who are are open to recognizing the benefit will be drawn that way. And um, and like you say, you know, just even influencing one individual listener. I mean, for, you know, or one individual person. Like for me, as a kind of thing, if there's one list, you know, one person gets something out of each show of mine, then that's worth any kind of effort either I or my guests could put forth. And and uh, and I think that's really, um, you know, if, if we approach life that way, there would just be a whole lot more happiness going around. Oh, I, exactly. And, and what's better than that? You know, happiness yep, is key it. to everything, and that's what we all want. Isn't that what we all want, happiness? So, um, and we all get there, and there's still opportunity for happiness even in these crazy times. So stay safe, people. Yes. Exactly. Well, thank you very much, Haley. It has been a true delight, and, and give my kudos to your team members and their uh, video appearances. It's, it's been um, it's a great group. Oh, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you for taking the time out to even have a chat with me. It's been my pleasure. Again, everyone, today my very special guest has been Haley Bertels Eats from New Market, Brisbane, Australia. And we've been talking about business enhancement, brand strategy, um, what to do with um, as an uh, entrepreneur and small business owner in these tough, tough times. Um, again, you can find out more by visiting the website, which is bink.com com.au and that's b-e-i-n-c dot com dot a-u and if you go onto that website you'll be able to see right up front um, where you can go ahead and book a, a free 30-minute strategy meeting a session just like she mentioned during the show and uh, go ahead and do that um, you, you'll never know what you can uh, gain from that kind of discussion so everyone i want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the bringing inspiration to earth show and until we meet again Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at byteradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bite Radio Me. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.